Hello and welcome to the latest Clear Cruise podcast. My name is Toby Cruz and this week we're looking back at our time at the Clear Luxury Showcase in Malaga. Andy Harmer sat down with two of our guest speakers. So up later, Andy chats with Aurora Expeditions Managing Director Robert Halfpenny. Also coming up in this episode, Andy spoke with MSC Cruises Managing Director for UK and Ireland, Antonio Paradiso. But first, we spoke with mature travel advisor Debbie Marshall. Enjoy. So we're here on board Silver Wispo with the amazing Debbie Marshall from Silver Travel Advisor. Um, what, what is the aims of that organisation? So we are a travel reviews, advice and information site for the more mature traveller. We don't sell holidays, but we aim to provide a kind of melting pot of good quality information, largely because it's been written by and for people who are mature travellers themselves. We've got about 100,000 members and they have, we have a very lively forum, a very engaged community, we have a magazine, we send out newsletters and generally we like to be thought of as the kind of go-to place if you need information about holidays. Okay, and, and the over 50 sector, if I can call it that, are travelling like never before? They are, with a combination of, of uh, for a certain percentage of the over 50s population who are enjoying newfound wealth with the pension reforms. Yeah with things like equity release, uh, early retirement if they can get it, with final salary pensions, combined with good health, people looking after themselves better than they ever used to. So they have a, a combination of kind of wealth and health and happiness and a real desire to see the world and experience new things in the years while they still can. Yeah, and are they becoming more adventurous? Definitely, definitely. Over 40% that we surveyed said that they would like to visit new countries, experience new activities, they want to learn about new things. The whole kind of idea of the university of the third age, that you're never too old to learn a new skill, right. discover something new. And it can be anything from kind of heritage to archaeology to art to cuisine, walking. There's a whole world out there to discover. Uh, and your message to our travel agent delegates today was very much around seize the opportunity. Absolutely, yeah. I mean, we, we, what we did was we looked at different decades of ageing, so people in their 50s, 60s, 70s and 80s and how they view luxury, luxury cruising in particular, mm. and, and what they expect to see on a luxury cruise. And what, what are their expectations? And presumably those expectations change with age. Absolutely, age and stage of life. Right. So for people who are still working and aren't in retirement yet, you know, they'll have different expectations. What they want is kind of peace and quiet and space and a bit of pampering through to those perhaps in their 70s and 80s for whom luxury is not necessarily something they want to be ostentatious about. You know, they've, they've grown up in an era of where things like rationing was the norm and, and they like the sort of smaller things that make their life more comfortable without necessarily being flashy. And it shouldn't be a, a demographic that we're afraid of or that we, we, we should be concerned about? No, no, we should embrace it. You know, growing old, you know, can be a wonderful thing. Yeah. It's, it's an opportunity to really rediscover life and to do all the things you promise you do while you are so busy working or with small children. And absolutely the industry should embrace it. I mean, you know, it is where the, the money is at the moment. Yeah. It's, it's the kind of golden pensioners, it's the baby boomers. So yeah, we're, and that's part of what we're about is celebrating later life. I'm with Robert Halfpenny from Aurora Expeditions. Uh, thank you for joining us, Robert. Okay. Uh, for those who don't know Aurora Expeditions, what do you do? Uh, expeditions globally, uh, primarily in the polar regions, but uh, also along the uh, west coast of South America, the Kimberleys, Galapagos, and uh, some trekking as well in Nepal. Wow. 
amazing places. Yeah, all over the world. And you've just uh, kind of come into the UK and Europe. Is that going to be a growing market for Aurora? Yes. Uh, so we've been around for 25 years and we, we've been getting, well, probably about 7-8% of our business out of the UK, but the, no re representation at all or, right. and very few partnerships. So we're building our new ship. Um, the Greg Mortimer, which will be launched in November of uh, 2019, so only okay. a little over a year. Soon. Yep, <laughs> and so that's actually is a driving force for you know, broadening our markets into the UK and, and North America. And expedition cruising seems to be such a buzzword at the moment. Why is that? What's happened? Well, I, I think it's a little bit because the technology and, and innovation is, is kind of caught up. Um, and the demand, I think, has been there and is growing for people that want to have unique yeah. uh, experiences. And uh, expedition uh, cruising actually offers that. I mean, the polar extremes in, in, yeah. the, in the Arctic regions is one example, but they want to see uh, places like the Kimberleys and, and they want to kind of have these wildlife experiences. And, and so I think that's what's driving it. Um, it's not just uh, the luxury, it's, it's all about the experiences and sharing that with loved ones and friends and new friends. Yeah, and, and your new ship, the Greg Mortimer, looks different to, to what you would imagine a, an expedition ship to look like because of the strange bow. What's, yeah. what's, what's the design thinking behind that? Yeah, so it's, it's called an X-bow, so it's an inverted, kind of a snub-nosed bow. So if you think of a traditional bow flipped over, that, that's what it is, and um, it's actually been around for a couple of decades in okay. the commercial ships, and like in the North Sea. And um, but for expeditions, we were the first to to introduce it. Limblad's another that has yeah. recently made the announcement. And what it does is it pierces the waves and it disperses the energy. And some of the places that we go, like the, across the Drake, could be the Drake Lake or the Drake Shake, yeah. or up in the North Sea, it, it can come in really handy and, and kind of reduce the possibility of seasickness and, okay. and efficiencies. So it makes it a smoother ride. Smoother ride and, and more efficient for the environment as well. So more, more landings more often. Uh, and you mentioned the Kimberley, which is one of the areas I've been lucky enough to cruise in northern Australia. It is an incredible place, isn't it? Yeah, yes, it is. It, you, for most Australians, they don't get a chance to get up there, but right. I think for all Australians, they do want to. <laughs> um, and yes, it is incredible, along, especially along the coastline, you yeah. know, because it's just, it's special it's not easily accessible so we, we do it with um with a very small ship a 40 passenger ship oh gosh really small. Um, so, so it's you know even unique in that and the new ship will be about 100 guests yeah so the new ship is it, it was designed uh, for 180 we chose to actually go a maximum of 160 so larger cabins yeah. um, and more space for wellness centers and so forth um, but in the polar regions, we'll cap that at 100 passengers, plus divers and, uh, and kayakers. Um, and that's to adhere to the IATA um, and the IACO uh, protocols of no more than 100 okay. per landing. Well, we look forward to seeing it. Thanks for joining us. Yeah, thanks. Thank Cheers. Delighted to be joined by Antonio. Antonio, why don't you introduce yourself to our listeners? So, buongiorno to everyone. I'm Antonio Paradiso, the Managing Director of Embassy Cruises UK and Ireland. And how long have you had that role in the UK? It's nearly three years now. Is it really? Yes, and uh, 12 years is spent working for Embassy Cruises and still loving it. Yeah, 
And how long did it take you to adjust? Because the UK is quite a different kind of source market. It is indeed. Uh, highly competitive, mature market when it comes to cruises. Uh, UK was actually my 36th country in a row now, so okay. I've learned a lot. Uh, I had to adapt my business model, taking into account, you know, uh, the competition and again the consumer, the different type of consumer you have in the UK. But I really, really, I genuinely enjoy it. It's, uh, it pushes you out of your comfort zone every day. Uh, so it's encouraging, you know, that smart thinking, uh, that creativity, which is really, really good for the industry. Uh, and did you understand before you came to the UK to, to lead the office how important the travel agent community was? Yes, I've actually learned that many, many years ago, no matter where I am in the world, really? I know that the trade, the travel right. agents are key to our business growth. Yeah. It's pretty much in our DNA, so uh, we know that travel agents are reliable and professional people that definitely help you, you know, to get the message out there. So no matter if you're in China, US or UK, the travel agents will already be at the heart of what we do. So when you, when you came to the London office three years ago, what was the biggest challenge? Was it the profile? Was it people understanding the product? Or I would say yes, people understanding the product because it is true that MSC is the number one cruise line in Europe, South America and South Africa and a big player in more than 50 countries. However, our presence in the UK was relatively small. And uh, we have proven over the last three years, you know, how serious we are about the UK. The UK is the third largest uh, cruise market in the world. Yeah. And uh, we saw an opportunity to further, you know, grow our business. And uh, so, yes, at the beginning it was all about, you know, changing those misconceptions about the brand. Not many people know that we are actually a Swiss Italian company right. and we are Swiss since 1970. I don't deny that we have some very strong Italian words. <laughs> Maybe the clue is in my name. Sure. Uh, so we, we are a European cruise line. We are proud to wave the European flag and we are true ambassadors of what Europe has to offer. So in terms of the onboard experience for British holiday makers, how, yeah. how, how different is it to other, to other products and what kind of experience are they likely to enjoy? So uh, I always say the second you step on board of an embassy ship, basically you're in a, an international environment and atmosphere. So we don't just cater for one specific country. Mm. We have more than 70 nationalities on board of our ship. So there's no predominant nationality. Okay. So there's a very nice spread of uh, British people, Americans, Italians, let's say Europeans, yeah. and why not Asians. Yeah. So um, again, it's what Europe is actually known for. We, Europe is a melting pot of countries, you know, from the UK down to, to Sicily. Again, we have different history, different culture, different customs and different way of doing things actually. And um, we are the number one in Europe for a simple reason. We have more capacity than anyone else. Most of our ships sail in the med throughout the season. And uh, the great thing about MSC is that we actually allow the travel agents to sell and the consumers to board our ships from pretty much any port, uh, whether that be the East Med or the West Med. Mm. So yes, we are promoting Europe, our, the, way, the European way of cruising. So lots of glamour, 
uh, elegance, um, luxury. A great staircase, if I remember correctly. A very <laughs> <Yeah>. expensive staircase. <laughs> uh, indeed. So we are very well known for our Swarovski yeah. staircases. So it all started with MSC Fantasia back in 2008. Okay. And it pretty much became one of our signature, you know, offerings. Yeah. And uh, <laughs> yes, each step remarkable. basically... It is, it is. You know, it's very glitzy yeah. and uh, you can imagine how much you know our guests enjoy those <laughs> staircases um so so you had a number of ships as you say mainly sailing the mediterranean over mm. the last couple of years we've seen a lot of new ships coming out of msc how has that changed the way that you're talking to holiday makers and to agents because those ships have, have progressed quite a lot from your existing fleet indeed i i no longer speak about cruisers i'm actually talking about holidays in mm. general because I genuinely believe that the cruise is an alternative to any land-based holiday. Uh, the customer out there is changing every year, so uh, they're becoming more and more demanding and they want more and more value for their money. So I genuinely believe it's an ongoing process, so we never really stop working on further enhancing our products right. and the hardware because the world is not stopping out there. Sure. So our main challenge is to predict what the consumer wants in 10 years from now. And so basically every day we have new ideas, we, we are trying to create new concepts and new designs. And you may know that at MSC we don't just widen or stretch the same old prototype of ship. Right. Every time we try to come out with something new, with a new design, just look at the success of MSC Seaside, you know, that was yes. amazing. Just amazing. And, and it was a game changer, certainly for MSC, if not for the wider cruise industry. That's, that's been, that is a remarkable, ship isn't it and prototypes indeed uh with all the new prototypes we have two specific countries on our mind so the uk and the us right so we're focusing more and more on these two specific countries and uh, both countries have lots of experience and knowledge when it comes to cruises yeah uh, which is really really interesting because it allows us you know to to further improve our standards and uh, the features and uh, the, the onboard offering, you know, we, we give to our guests. So Seaside was a revolutionary prototype, I would say. All of that outdoor space, yeah. the highest ratio of balcony cabins, so 75% exactly. And, uh, you know, uh, we based Seaside in Miami and we had many people, you know, turning their heads when yeah. the ship is at, at the port. And uh, Seaview, the sister, was yeah. actually based in the West Med. So, uh, it's been a really, really successful prototype, and uh, our guess, guess, you know, um, if I take into account the reviews we've received lately, are literally in love with that ship. And, and they look different to uh, to other cruise ships, which I think is really exciting. But actually, the you know the dining spaces and everything on board are, are incredible for for a ship of that size, I guess. Indeed. And you've got two more coming in that class. Uh, yes, well, as far as seaside, the seaside class is concerned, we will have two more seaside evolutions, so a longer version and okay. richer version of the seaside prototype. And the next year, I'm really, really delighted because we will be launching two uh, new ships, part of the Meravia class, the other prototype yes. we have developed in-house. Yeah. Now, uh, saying that I'm delighted and honoured is an understatement, but the first one of those ships, so Embassy Bellissima, will be named and launched in the city of Southampton. Which is quite something for MSC to, and, and shows, I guess, a confidence in the UK market and how important the market is. So what do you have planned for, and it's March next year? 
So the good news is that we will have three days of celebration in of the course of Southampton. <laughs> it's our way to say thank you to the travel agents and to the UK consumers. Uh, our business has grown tremendously mm. in the last couple of years and I cannot say thank you enough to, to everyone really for, for the amazing support we have received um, uh, in the last couple of years. So on day one, I'm really, really proud. We will have some many UK institutions, but what is more important, we will have an amazing key event on yes. the MSC Bellissima. Which is really exciting. Thank you for hosting, for hosting us so well. My pleasure, my pleasure. And uh, we're all excited to have you on board. On day two, we will have uh, the actual naming ceremonies. So uh, the exciting bits of my job at the moment is dealing with <laughs> celebrities and oh, divas. It's a glamorous life you lead. <laughs> <laughs> yes, so I've learned a lot, you know, from uh, from the show business uh, lately. And uh, I can only promise you it's going to be an amazing, uh, or I would say a bellissima event in the UK. So uh, we already have some really, really uh, world-known um, artists, you know, uh, joining right. us on that specific day, and I will say more in the coming days. Sure. And last but not least, on day three, I'm really excited to say that we will be inviting over 4,000 agents on board of MSC wow. Bellissima to fully enjoy what uh, MSC Bellissima has on offer. And uh, just to say thank you to the trade, I, will, I was making a quick calculation this morning, basically, mm over the three days we will have more than 4,000 agents Gosh. basically spending some quality time on wow. board of that beautiful ship so it's a great opportunity really to showcase our product. Uh, fantastic looking forward to March um, <laughs> and I can't let you go without talking about the recent announcement about moving into the luxury what, what, why are you moving into that luxury space? <laughs> So I have to say I'm really, really excited. It's a new adventure, as I call it. So uh, we never get bored at MSC. There's always something going on. <laughs> Actually, I was laughing because Dave Monk, a journalist, came up with MSC stands for more ships coming. Wow. Uh, it's so, certainly true. <laughs> yeah. So why luxury? Um, nobody really understood that uh, we're, we've actually been selling luxury yacht club su suites mm. since 2008. Yeah. And the Yacht Club uh, experience was successfully launched back in 2008 on MSC Fantasia and is now available on nine of our ships. Right. That includes Bellissima and Grandiosa. Uh, considering the average capacity uh, in terms of Yacht Club, we are already selling weekly 675 Yacht Club suites. That's the equivalent wow. of a luxury ship Gosh. every week. What we have seen is that the Yacht Club experience tends to sell out very, very early and yeah. fast. Yeah. So most of the Yacht Club uh, cabins are sold out one year in advance. So basically, our guests are telling us you should do more than that. And we saw the opportunity to invest our experience and our knowledge mm. in this brand new, exciting you know, sector of the cruise industry. So the ships will be ultra luxury. It's as close as it gets to a private yacht experience. Uh, we will build four of those ships, so it's an investment of two billion euros. Wow. The ships are uh, will be built in Italy with Fincantieri, okay. and uh, the statement is it's going to be the best of the made in Italy. When you think of Italy, you probably have in your mind, you know, great food, great mm. hospitality, luxury, fashion. And our goal is basically to have all of that on board of a brand new ship. 
and also the design of the ship. So in terms of hardware, mm. we will come out with something particularly new, something which you have not seen uh, before. Uh, why? Why? We've got that experience since 2008. We saw the opportunity. Um, according to a research done by MSC Cruises, over 53% of the people living in Britain, in the UK, mm. are experiencing luxury uh, more than three times a year. So uh, there's a lot of interest when it comes to luxury. And what was really surprising is that uh, I'm seeing more and more millennials interest, interested right. in yeah. luxury products. So, uh, so do you think it'll, it'll encourage a different type of holiday maker to your, uh, your main product? Indeed. So we will continue to do mainstream sure, with sure. all the ships we have on order, but uh, we know exactly that for the luxury sector we need to do something different and uh, so the ships will be smaller. And what is more important, those ships will allow us to call new and exotic destinations, mm. which we have not done yet. Okay. Um, the, the very important news is that the UK market is very, very mature when it yeah. comes to luxury cruises. So yeah. I have some very high expectations when it comes to the UK. Yeah. So I see an, uh, um, another opportunity to further grow the business with the travel agents who already sell Yacht Club. But at the same time, I can start engaging with high-end agents mm. who are not confident or familiar with MSC yet, but they will be in the near future. So since that news broke out, you can't imagine how many emails and requests I've received from agents. Oh, I want to know more. Yeah. Tell us more. When are you going to do some trainings, you know? So I'm really, really looking forward to this new adventure. And when do you think you'll be able to make the first announcements about the product? Because, you know, in terms of the onboard experience or restaurants or names and things like that. Is that so it's still early days because yeah, the ship, uh, the first ship will be released in uh, 2023. However, I believe within a year we will be in a position to uh, share more and more news and information about our onboard offering and about the ship itself. Well, well we look forward to it. Thank you for joining us. My pleasure and uh, grazie a tutti. Thank you. So that's all from us this week. Thank you to Debbie, Antonio, Robert, and of course to Andy for taking part in this week's episode. If you've enjoyed it, then please don't forget to subscribe via your preferred podcast service and to let us know what you thought on social media by using the hashtag ClearPod. Thanks for listening. I've been Toby Cruz. Happy cruising.